Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Alrighty, everybody. All right, thirty to six. The New York Giants lost to the Las Vegas Raiders. There's a lot to go over here, Chris, but there's also not a lot to go over. I yeah. mean, the Daniel Jones injury. There, there's a lot of substance there. We we have no word on what exactly is going on, but the New York Giants. They're the elixir for bad football teams. That's what they are right now. It's just play these. Well, I don't want to say the Jets are a bad football team, and the Raiders. They're in this weird situation where they just let go of. This uh, this coach who uh, was rightfully maligned in Josh McDaniels, yeah. but damn, dude, the New York Giants like right from the first drive when Daniel Jones before Daniel Jones got injured, I was like, this this isn't gonna go well because they just kept handing the football off to Josh Jacobs who was ripping off these like five six yard runs, and I was like, okay, that hasn't happened all season. That's gonna be a problem. That hasn't happened with the Giants allowing it, nor has it happened with the Raiders establishing it. And then yeah. the Giants who received the football, I believe, or um whatever their first drive, three plays like bunch of passes and they were just off the field. I was like, Oh God, this is not going to go well. And it was, um, just yet another disappointment in a season rife with disappointment. Chris, how you doing, bro? Uh, yeah. Um, I'd just like to welcome everybody watching to the commiseration station. Um, not great. Things aren't great. Um, this really is just kind of a nightmare scenario for the giants. I mean, Tyrod Taylor's out for a while. He had a rib injury bad enough to send him to the hospital overnight and then most of the way through the next day. And now Daniel Jones suffers a non-contact knee injury. Uh, just before the game ended, Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo kind of issued a joint tweet saying the Giants fear a significant knee injury. They don't know how bad yet, but the letters ACL are getting thrown around. So... Yeah, I'm not expecting surprise good news tomorrow after his MRI. Uh, Anytime you have a non-contact injury and the knee basically immediately buckles, cannot bear weight, that's that's not a good sign. Um, Yeah, the the Giants have the Cowboys coming up, and they right now their their answers at quarterback are Tommy DeVito and Matt Barkley, who has just gotten here. Not great, Nick. Not great. <laughs> no, it's not great. Uh, I mean, just got a call for what it is. This is another lost season where we're yeah. turning the page to the draft. We thought that those were over with after the 2021 season, the debacle with Jake Fromm taking uh, a knee on a third and eight or third and nine or whatever the yeah. hell it was, and then leading to Brian Dable and Joe Shane. And we thought we were, we have escaped these woods that have just plagued the New York Giant fan base for a decade now. But yeah. we haven't. And everything has gone wrong. We've said it so many times. Murphy's Law, everything applies, right? The New yeah. York Giants, everything has gone wrong this season. Every calculated decision this front office and coaching staff made blew up 
in their face. You could be like, I understand why they made that decision, but it was a little bit risky. Well, that risk always came back and bit them in the rear end. And we're seeing it right now. And against a Las Vegas team that fired their coach, Antonio Pierce was put into a really tough spot. You're a yes. linebackers coach on a short week. And I know you're home and everything, but you could just see how the Raiders just galvanized around him, which who's surprised by that? This dude is a consummate professional. He is a leader. I love Antonio Pierce and good for Antonio Pierce. But holy crap, did he just give it to his old team, man, because the Raiders look like the significantly better football team out there. Aiden O'Connell was just wildly efficient with the football. I'm like, is this guy going to throw any incomplete passes? Like what the hell is going on? And it just seemed like their, their offense was on a, on a different level. And they didn't even really need to do that much because there was little resistance from the giants. Yeah, there was like, you got the feeling that for the most part, say on defense and for about for the passing offense, the giants just did not know what to expect from the Raiders. Yeah. I, they definitely were not expecting the Raiders to come out and play as hard and as physical for Antonio Pierce as they did. And I think the fact that there was basically no tape on Aiden O'Connell, no tape on Bo Hardigree, no tape on Antonio Pierce as a head coach. I think that really did play into the Giants struggles through the first three quarters in dealing with the Raiders offense. Uh, credit where credit's due. Aiden O'Connell was very impressive. Yeah, even with the Giants not getting a ton of pressure on him. Yeah. Wink Martindale was still doing wink things and dialing up blitzes and attempting to confuse the rookie. O'Connell was very precise with the football. He wasn't just accurate. He was threading the needle. He was quick to process. He had command of this offense such as it was. And so, you know, credit where credit's due. He played very well. I gotta say, Saquon Barkley played well. The Giants' yeah. run game, at least to start the game, when there was at least the threat of a passing game, was pretty darn good. Uh, but everything else just looked bad. Yeah, you know, I don't want to pile on Daniel Jones, but he was obviously off to start the game. Like, just it, it, it just like you said, it, it just those initial passes, that was just an uh-oh moment, you know, kind of hoping things would settle down and then they just never got the chance to. I liked the aggressive nature, right? You took yes. two deep shots when you had a one-on-one -on -one confirmed matchup with a single high defense. Like Patrick Graham, we know you also kind of like those middle of the field close cover three looks. Well, guess what? We're going to make you pay. But Daniel Jones couldn't connect with Hyatt on some of them. And Hyatt almost got both of his feet in bounds. That was a beautiful adjustment by Jalen Hyatt. But I, yes. I liked the approach because that's one of the, uh, the, uh, that's one of our issues with this offense is it just lacks it in explosive nature, but the giants can't connect on these deep passes. And right no. now, I mean, just looking forward, we could sit here and talk about this game, but it's almost like, what's the point? Like the giants got punched in the mouth by a team that on paper, we all expect the New York giants are better than the Raiders, but the Raiders showed up and the giants, a lot of times this season, like I'm not going to sit here and say that they don't show up, but they get outshone by yeah. the team across from them. And now it's starting like we, I, I would say excused, you know, against the Miami Dolphins, better football team against the Buffalo Bills. It's like, well, they played pretty well up in Buffalo, you know, a lot yeah. of credit there. This yes. is against a Las Vegas Raiders team. I get that, you know, the momentum of them is a little bit different with Daniel's gone, but you, uh, you're going up against 
Aiden O'Connell and you let him just carve you up like that. You're going up against one of the worst, I think the worst rushing attack heading into this week. Now, didn't seem like they ran as much power gap as they have the entire season. It looked like it was a lot more zone and then also some duo, which I think works better for a player like Josh Jacobs and their offensive line. Also, the Giants lost Leonard Williams, but I don't think Ashawn Robinson was getting pushed around. Ashawn had a couple plays. Micah had a couple plays, but it just seemed like there was always a cutback lane for Josh Jacobs. And he always found that damn cutback lane. And it's just like, at this point, this is just going to be a really long nine games where we're just like, it's freaking over yet. Like when the hell is the draft going to get here? Yeah, it's it's time to scout quarterbacks. It really is. You know, we we don't know exactly how significant Daniel Jones's injury is. Um, if it's an ACL have to, you know, we, we don't know if he's going to be back in time for the start of the year. Maybe he starts on the pup list and you know, then that 2024 out is there in his contract and the giants are going to be drafting highly. Like I believe they have a top five pick right now. If they're relying on Tommy DeVito and Matt Barkley for for the rest of the year, they still they've got the Cowboys next week. Still have two games against the against the Eagles. They've got the Commanders coming up. They've got the New Orleans Saints. Like this, the Rams are better than people thought they would be, especially if Matt Stafford is healthy. Yeah, the only two maybe wins the Giants have are the Packers and the Patriots, and. Uh, I those games are just going to be not good. Like just, it's just going to be a matter of which team screws up worse at this point. And my money's kind of on the giants. And also Daniel Jones is the story, but Evan Neal left the game with a ankle injury. Jalen Hyatt walked off the field. Adoree Jackson left with a concussion. Like the, we can't blame the field and giant stadium for this one. This is, this is just an absolute nightmare and the hits just keep on coming. It's just, it's adding injury to injury. (laughs) (laughs) When it rains, it pours, man. And that's, that's exactly what's going on. And I don't know the plan. Is it going to be Tommy DeVito going? I I can't imagine that that's going to be the plan. Like you have to have at least someone who's a veteran to back him up like Matt Barkley, like, like we've Mm -hmm. been saying, but I'm uh, I'm uncertain at this point. And with Daniel Jones now done, it's like, are we really just going to give Saquon Barkley 30 carries every week? Like, this guy who, like, think about it from, like, a business perspective. Giants didn't pay Saquon Barkley long-term, yeah. and now we're going to be like, hey, everyone knows that we suck. We're out of it. Here you go, Saquon. Here's 30 carries. Like, that's – if you're Saquon Barkley, you're like, man, I don't know if that's fair either. So yeah. it's a, it, just a lot of questions right now, and, and they're not the questions that we want in, in midseason. We want to be asking questions like, well, if this team loses, then we'll make the play far removed from that. Like right now, it's like, are we going to have the top pick in the draft? And if the Giants do, there are a lot of interesting quarterback prospects. So that's one, I guess, you know, sliver of of positivity if we really want to look forward. Oh, absolutely. And just think about it. Right now, the Giants could have that 31-point outburst against Arizona be between them and the number one pick in the draft. Like that absolute fluke performance which at this point we have to say that was a fluke performance and th- that could keep them from having their choice of all of the quarterbacks. But one thing we do know is that Joe Shane has been scouting quarterbacks. I believe he's watched Drake may out of North Carolina four times this year. He's seen Caleb Williams at least twice that I know of. He's seen JJ McCarthy 
at Michigan at least once. He's seen Quinn Ewers in Texas at least once. Yeah, that's I had been avoiding reading too deeply into that because that's just due diligence on the part of the general manager. You need to scout your quarterbacks. They define your draft board. And there's a lot of good ones this year. And there's a pretty good chance the Giants will be playing at least a couple of them next year. But now, it would be a stunner if the Giants don't have a top five pick. And there's more than five good quarterbacks in this draft class. I don't know. It's nuts too. Just to circle back to the Las Vegas game, this this loss, this thirty to six yeah. loss. It felt like, like I said earlier, man. It just felt like from the beginning. Like, was there ever a time in this game where you're like, "We got this"? Like from the first no. snaps, I was like, "Oh, we're we're screwed. We're screwed in no. this game." Like, and I thought the Giants would win this football game, but I could just like Daniel Jones just did not look well out no. there. Like, not even just from a playing perspective. Like, he looked. I don't want to say hurt maybe before he got injured, but there was something off about it. Right. And uh, the Raiders were just doing what the Raiders with Mac Max Crosby does, but their defense has sucked this year. It's just, ah, man, yeah, such a frustrating season to cover Chris, but do you have anything else, man, before we, before we bounce out of here? No, I mean, just, I suppose mild kudos to Tommy DeVito. Like he shouldn't be playing. The plan was never for him to play. I thought, Towards the end of the third quarter into the fourth quarter, he kind of settled in. You could kind of see the the bits of him that were fun in the preseason. But also by that point, Patrick Graham was playing field position for time. Like they were just trying to get the game over with. Like you could even see that when the Giants turned down a penalty just to just to kind of keep moving the game along. You know, it, like you say, it, this is just... I. I'm not sure this is worse than the 2017 season, but man, that's what, that's what it feels like all of a sudden. Yeah. The one thing I will say is the 2017 season, everything just like crumbled, like everything, absolutely everything from the general manager down to the coach to where they both got fired mid season. There were a lot of um, finger pointing in the locker room. I don't get that. I don't get that sense right now. And I know the giants shipped out one of their team captains and Leonard Williams. It was amicable. It was respectable. I think that yes. there's some cachet in, in that. Um, but I, I don't think it's to the 2017 level, but it's, um, I've said this before and I don't want to be redundant, but it's just the, the luster that was around Joe Shane and Brian Dable. Like they could do no wrong. Like that is just like far gone now. Yeah. Their seat's not hot, but it's open to being warm if things continue to uh, d- uh, digress past this season, if that makes sense. Absolutely. The the honeymoon is completely over at this yes. point. Yeah. I, I think, you know, last year, maybe the giants, they had enough things break their way that we were able to overlook a lot of the warts that, you know, this year, and this is the thing we've said a couple of times, they have not gotten those breaks. Things have broken the other way where the ball has bounced the other team's way. Uh, They've had key injuries at big positions, and now they've had key injuries at the biggest position, the most important position. So last year, a lot of things went the Giants' way to get them into the playoffs, and they had that great win against the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. And that was a pretty complete win. It was a coaching win. It was a win by the players. But now that that's out of the window. That is the past is past. 
to now uh, we just need to turn the page on this season, start looking ahead. And I got to say it's, I think the giants could use Leonard Williams leadership right now. I don't think the locker room is going, going to fracture. I don't think it's going to crumble. The players know, like, I don't think the players are going to put this on Brian Daywell and Joe Shane, but I also got to say, I think that second round pick is going to come in awfully handy. <laughs> that second round pick will come in handy. And it's interesting uh, from a leadership perspective to see like how Saquon Barkley, who, like I said earlier, the giants did not give a long-term contract, how he reacts to this. Cause he is a leader through and through. And it's like, yes. they didn't really scratch your back during the off season. I think he's going to be a giant. I think they're going to give him some sort of deal. And yeah. then this conversation somewhat uh, moot at that point, but man, dude, it's a, um, it's low in the streets right now. I'll tell you that much, man. But anything else? Nah, man. I I think that's about it. I think we can uh, we can kind of turn the page and just look to see what happens, what the diagnosis and prognosis is for Daniel Jones and Evan Neal and Odor Jackson and Jalen Hyatt, and yeah, just look and see what happens next week with Dallas and I don't know. Uh, at this point, I really hope the Giants are able to get flexed out of Monday night football with the Packers because that's not a game I want to stay up for. Nah, no one wants to see Jordan Love against this New York Giants not team. At all. And one other interesting thing, too, if you are hoping for a top pick, which I'm not going to tell anybody how to fan, teams <laughs> that you're going to want to lose are the Cardinals, the Bears, the and Titans, the Panthers, the Panthers and um, the Patriots, who the Giants do have on their schedule. So just something to keep yeah. in mind. But Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here to uh, begrudgingly go over this 32-6 loss at the hands of the Las Vegas Raiders out at Allegiant Stadium. Please, if you have not done so already, like, subscribe to the podcast, and also head on over to BigBlueView.com where you can check out all of our written content. Take care, everyone.